tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's your girl, Raylan T. And this is BHL's Next. I'm back, and I'm here with rapper Lucid. Yeah, 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 What's yeah. up? What's going on? How are you? How are you? Hey. Look, we got the applause, standing yeah, yeah, ovation. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> well, you have so much going on. I want to get into the two albums that you had dropped. Mm-hmm. The new single, Fried Rice. Yeah. Really loving that. Appreciate but before it. we get into everything that you got going on right now, I really <clears> kind of <throat> want to paint this picture of, you know, how you became the artist you are today, Lucid. Right, right. Um, so tell me a little bit about Howard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went to Howard um, for basketball, actually. Really? Yeah, I transferred there for uh, for basketball. And, um, around that time was really when I uh, really got better with the recording on the side. Like, that was... Music has always been... Um, like my focus that's always been like the thing that I was most attached to as far as uh, like me you know what I'm saying I played basketball because you know what I'm saying where I was coming up it was just like you know what I mean that was my medium that was my way you know what I'm saying to stay f- like leveled around everything that was around me so played, picked up ball got better at it and used it as a tool as I moved along but you know when I was at Howard uh, we used to have this studio right across from the dorm where we stayed in the athletes dorm uh, Listen Vision mm-hmm. And um, I started recording there with uh, an engineer who actually came from Howard. And it was kind of like we was kind of just bouncing off each other. You know what I'm saying? He would only hit me when he had, like, openings and stuff like that. And um, I actually did a competition when I was at Howard called uh, Howard's Hottest. Hottest, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you were named the hottest. Yeah, yeah. I actually <laughs> won that joint. Um, it was it was kind of like a, you know, shot in the dark. Like, I didn't know. I had never been to one before. I, had, I didn't know how exactly how it was going to go. But... I had a ill joint over a Kendrick Lamar record mm-hmm. back then. Um, it was called Fall Back. And uh, I performed that joint like no. And this is your first time performing? Never performed before? I had anybody? performed before, but never on that type of level. Like they had industry judges, you know, and um, they picked between, you know, the five of us and they had a producer's competition too. And um, I remember uh, just having the beat. Like, I didn't have any, like, ad-lib vocals, backings on the track. I just had the beat. So it was literally just me projecting the lyrics and everything straight through live, no uh, vocal assistance. So I did all that, you know what I'm saying, like, straight through. And uh, I still remember, you know, one of the judges um, told me, like, forget the competition. Like, you know, I really feel like you could sell records. Like, I feel like you know, um, you have the sound to actually sell records in this game. You know what I'm saying? And that stuck with me because, you know, I always felt like that. But to hear it coming back like just that. Just that Yeah, in mm-hmm. that space. Because everybody was, I had like a visual memory of just how crazy the crowd was rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? And all of that, it was just kind of re- reassuring. You know what I'm saying? So when after I won that joint and then moved on, um, we finished uh, at Howard, you know what I'm saying, graduated. Shout out to HU, you know what I'm saying. And then um, on from there, it was just, you know, growth. Like, keep on developing the sound, finding, you know, that niche in this industry. And I felt like it happened soon after, you know what I'm saying. What niche do you feel like you fall into? Because for <clears throat> me, I feel when I listen to your music, like, we'll get into your new single. Right. But, like, it's really strictly storytelling. Mm-hmm. You follow maybe the sound of today. Yeah. But... 
as far as context of your music, you can literally talk about anything that you mm-hmm. want to. It doesn't necessarily have to fall into what we're listening today. So like I said, what, what niche do you feel like you fall into with your music? I feel like for me, the niche is exactly like my name. It's just like, you know, just being myself. Like um, when I hear a record, it's... Uh, to me, I don't. I don't even start writing, or I don't even even begin the process of making the record until it's like attached to my soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like the the instrumental and everything about it. Just I have to have that feeling that just draws me into you know me being me. Like if it don't feel like me, I'm gonna know. It's just like I'm forcing it. Like this record ain't it ain't for me. But um, my niche is just when I when I, when the production draws it out of me to to get into my bag as far as something that got the bounce in the sound that I know I love and that you know I know my listeners and people that that really want to hear I feel like I got a good ear for production and then it allowed me to actually you know say like you said the storytelling or give bars or come across with some lyricism and still match that flow mm-hmm. of the beat that that bounce so you know like the fried rice joint when he sent it to me like I heard the 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 Chinese sample, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and I immediately started thinking like, yo, <laughs> I love Chinese food, like, and not even Chinese food. Like every time I go to Chinese spots, I get the same stuff, but I love it. Like I've been doing it since I was young, you know what I mean. So when I was a kid, I always had the um, we always had a Chinese spot nearby. When I was at Howard, we had Ho Chi right up the street, mm-hmm. and it just that was just the first place my mind went. It was a quick. It was a quick right for me because I have that connection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and it's crazy that that co- connection for fried rice because I, I feel like I'm from LA. Yeah. And I still have like yees, you know, like <laughs> off Slauson or sure. there's a Louisiana fried chicken like um, off King that mm-hmm. has the Chinese food, and then you get the wings and the, Facts. And the fried Facts. rice. Facts. Yeah. So it's kind of universal. Yeah, for sure. Like I feel like everybody could relate to it because, you know, even if it's not fried wings and rice. Whatever you you always get at the the hood spot or the reliable spot on the lit nights, like that's what you get. Like for me, it was fried the chicken wings with the fried <laughs> rice. You know what I'm saying? For somebody else, it might be pizza or whatever. But it's just the storytelling is what I want them to relate to. The the relatability of how on those nights, you know what I'm saying? Me and me and the squad would pull up at this spot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of people can relate to the Chinese spot, so yeah, that's why I went with it, and you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Everybody rocking with it. <laughs> well, I am. It. I'm also rocking with the albums that you have put out, yeah, Saga yeah. 1, Saga 2. Mm-hmm. So, last year's the Saga 2, right? Right. How did you, or what did you go into thinking about how you were going to put this together rather than the first one you dropped? So, the first, the first one for me was... Um, was more like a even both of them. I named them Saga One and Saga Two because they were my first two um, bodies of work that you know I approached with the open mind as far as you know each direction that I came from with the records. So mm-hmm. you know Saga One was more led by the single, and I had a couple other ones that were put together afterwards. But I had I had records sitting too, so I had I put together songs that I just had with the ones that I. Um, that I had wrote up, you know what I'm saying, in the process and moved on. Saga 2 for me was more everything happened after mm-hmm. um, Saga 1. Everything for Saga 2 happened after I had already had everything, everything lined up for Saga 1 and it was put together in order, you know what I'm saying, I had time to put it together, but I didn't put 
I didn't want to put a, a rap around it. I didn't want to put a heavy concept on it. I still wanted to play with different sounds and different angles on the records. But the only thing different was a lot more of, um, I'd say, content was in some of the records, more uh, kind of more like designed mm-hmm. for you know a certain sound. But it was still that same type of mixture of records, kind of like playlisty almost. Yeah. But you know, um, everything was everything. So then, after those two projects, is when I wanted to move into where I was like, oh, now we full power with it. You know what I'm saying? Now it's no more. We not experimenting no more. You know what I'm saying? The productions are all aligned mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? And now, even looking at the production I have now. Like guys that went throughout the process with me, you know what I'm saying, that's still with me are who going to the future projects. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of that, those first two steps for me helped me level out everything as far as my team, everything. And it was a lot going on during those two projects. Like, you know, I got a crazy backstory for that second, the Saga 2 joint. It, it almost did make it out, you know what I'm saying? So, those were two journeys that I went on in life and as a musician that I, that produced those projects. Those that's why they are Saga One and Saga Two. So you know, looking back on, I'm always remember that about those two projects mm-hmm. because of you know how they were put together and I know you know what really went into both of them. And yeah, they're gonna always be special to me. Like that first one, especially like <laughs> you know what I'm saying we that was when we didn't have money or nothing. That was just us hitting the streets mm-hmm. and pushing and doing what we could for the record. So, You talk about using, um, you know, you weren't experimenting with sounds, but I feel like the artist you are isn't afraid to hop on different type of sounding beats. Oh, you get artists that only want to stick to one sound, you know, mm-hmm. but you even like the Cosby joint that you have, everything is definitely different mm-hmm. production-wise. Um, how do you or what makes you feel not, not afraid to step out the box when it comes to beats and sounds um for one i mean i didn't been through uh the circus like when i say circus i'm talking about cyphers you know rapping in front of the old heads you know what i'm saying hey, rap <laughs> something little, you know what i'm saying your, your old heads the ogs want you to spit something on the spot rapping at school you know what i'm saying battling so you know i'm not i would say as an artist i'm not insecure in the regard of i don't feel like i'm small in any circle as far as when it comes to rapping or when it comes to making a, a track now if i don't like the record or if i don't like the beat that's a different story yeah but you know i like a wide range of different type of productions and and um styles of hip-hop so i'll always you know let's see how it sound you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. well, let's see how i would sound on this or uh, that's a lot of what i was doing yeah so um you know, I tested the waters, you know what I'm saying? I feel like on most on most uh records I could put my sound in in a in a way that works for the record and make it sound dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I know how to, you know, play with cadences and delivery. So yeah. that's something I take pride in. I like the challenge. It's true because sometimes it'll be you on a record and I'll be like, Does he kind of feature? I'm yeah. like, Oh no, it's you. For sure. Like I like that <laughs> challenge. I like the challenge of let's see how it sounds, you know what I'm saying? And you know, if if it's too far out there, you know what I'm saying, we'll know. <laughs> And I'll be, I can be honest about it. And I got people around me that's honest, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And we'll put the ear to it. But I like to have fun with it, man. Yeah. Like, you know well, what I'm you're from Virginia, so you got, like, 
Timbaland, yeah, you know, Pharrell, like they, you know, Pusha T, people who have, yeah, really mm-hmm. created their own lane within hip hop. Yeah, like that creativity side of it is like what I hold, like what I hold true to the most. Like, yeah, I like the creativity. I like for you to hear something. You got the creative like, director hat on right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, hip hop is fun. Like mm-hmm. making music is fun for me. Like the business side of it is there and all that other stuff too. But I love making music. Like I've, I've been in love with this since I was a kid. So it's not something that I'm afraid or I'm nervous about. Like I love this. Like this is what I do. So when people, you know, uh, tap into my music and they hear the different styles, like I get people who react so differently across the board to different records that I got in my catalog. And it's just like, yeah, you caught that energy. Like mm-hmm. that's the energy that I was on when I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I take pride in that. It's like, yeah, like I can tap into that wave and get you this, and then I can, you know, saying do this, and it still be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the people that I name, and you saying how much you've loved music growing up, uh, who were some of your influences? Ooh, um, you got a long list. A long list, <laughs> like because of the different styles. You know, what I'm saying like I was a big Lupe Fiasco fan. Yeah, I so I heard. Lupe. Big Food Lupe and alcohol, fan. right? Yes, <laughs> huge Lupe fan. Um, Man, was it what was it about Lupe? His wordplay? It was it was a number of things. I mean, from from somebody who you mo- you would look at sometimes and say, oh, he's just a, a lyricist, like he's just yeah. a, a technical rapper. Mm-hmm. But he, I feel like he transcended into an artist. Like he took where most people would label him as just a technical rapper, and then he gave you full bodies of work with dope records. Like mm-hmm. his first two albums to me are like classic classics like they like heavy classics because they they had a concept and he followed through so well on the concept with the records and i i listen back on them still just like yo like dude had to be like super (laughs) high or something to elaborate this well because the way you know what i'm saying metaphorically you know what i'm saying that he that he the way he designed some of the records with the names and stuff like that it like you might catch some of it at some point and then you go back later and you be like something that you may have overlooked yeah something you might have overlooked mm-hmm. but when he rapped though just the delivery and his and his bars and all of that is just something that I studied just the way he's, his cadence went through on his records and stuff um you know uh Fabulous was a guy that I looked up to mm-hmm. um from from a bar standpoint you know yeah. what I'm saying I felt like he always brought it with the bars um Kanye yeah like I feel like if you really and if you really love music, it's no way you ain't you ain't feel like especially early early yay yeah. like it was a crazy time you know what <laughs> I'm saying like it was a crazy time when he was really really like yay mm-hmm. and um man DMX like. I used to sit in front of the box and order his video. I remember <laughs> the Stop Being Greedy video. I used to order that joint, like, running up my parents' yeah. bill. Like Speaking of videos, though, your videos yeah. have a lot of creativity mm-hmm. that's going into it. What made you um, be so interested in that? Because I feel, too, one of the things, like, watching TRL 106 in Park, mm-hmm. that era kind of not died but it's not as hyped as it was mm-hmm. you know yeah. um so what made you still care about putting so much into music videos in a time like today it's just that's just a part of me like that's just the artistic side of me that's just um looking back at you know how i came up how i used to sit in front of that tube and watch you know like uh i used to watch um this video it was a rock video from uh red hot chili peppers <laughs> the uh californication yeah joint. I, I used to 
catch that every time. It's just something about a, the, the video. Yeah. yeah that, it's something about the visual matching with the record mm-hmm. that just brings it a whole nother life. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can hear the song, and then when you see the video, it just take on a whole nother appeal. appeal. It's just crazy. So especially with the Cosby record, when, yeah. when I have a Cosby sample, the first thing I'm thinking of is, you know, that intro with the Apollo background. Like, even even if, I'm, if I don't remember it, you know, like, down to every detail, I'm thinking of, like, that intro was fire. Like, I know it, so mm-hmm. I go back and I revisit I'm like, yo, it would be crazy, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to do the visual like this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to just be, like, you know, as creatively, you know what I'm saying, relatable as possible in a way that people will see it and they'll, it'll it'll draw their attention and, and, and inspiration. So, you know, uh, not having the major budget and everything to go full out with it, you know, maybe rent the Apollo Theater or something <laughs> like that, you know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we, we, we make work where we can and we try to be as creative as possible and I just try to be sharp with it. So it's like, when they see it or when they when they hear anything coming from me, they 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 feel like it's dipped in originality with a little bit and, of creativity and yeah, effort yeah. and like you actually care about for what sure. you're putting out because there's yeah. a lot of people who just want to be artists mm-hmm. just for the sole fact of yeah. just putting stuff out there, you know, yeah. not really Impulse. taking the time to mm-hmm. go through every step of the process. Yeah, that happens know? as an artist. You get impulsive, you know. Mm-hmm. You got your your pride and and, and everything like that, but. It's just have a, you ever felt impulsive? Yeah, in this it industry? happens. Like especially when you um when you grind and when you feel like you 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 should be somewhere or you want to be somewhere that you're not yet, you get a little antsy. You know what I'm saying? You get something done and it's like, yo, this is fire! Like let's go, mm-hmm. you know, let's hit the streets with it. But what pulls you back exactly. to be like? So I it, it just took trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like over time, it was like when you do that and you exhaust all your options and your resources. And then you stuck, and it's like you know you had something, you do got something, but it's it's missing you know ingredients behind it that you just don't got yet. So you know over time I just came to realize like yo I didn't had a few you know what I'm saying I still got them and it'll never go anywhere. But it, the more that I got, gonna only bring attention to it. So it's never a loss for me. It's always a lesson. So. I never look at anything like I wasted any opportunity or anything like that because everything I did, I feel like, pushes me forward to get where I'm going. So it's just looking at, you know, the mistakes you made and not doing it again and um, also paying attention to what's going on around you. You know, so enough people doing it too to where you know not to move like that, <laughs> yeah. you know. So picking up on that, you know, I'm an I'm a observative person. So I... Uh, take from experience and just things around me to know how to move forward and that's this is how I carry it that's cool yeah so look I have you here not only as my guest but as my co-host as we dive into some hot topics so you ready let's do it okay look so Nicki Minaj is back could have mm-hmm. swore she said she was retired but she's back in the game yeah. with this new single yikes have you heard it yet I, I checked it out yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, from a production standpoint I feel like yeah, super crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, the production on that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, she just rolled it like I feel like she just rolled it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a smooth, a smooth joint to drop off because she had been you know absent for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's healthy, you know, for the climate just because you know female artists are doing their thing. So I think you know Nikki 
it's only, you know what I'm saying, got to be involved in that. So, you know, shout out to her for that. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that production on that one is it's crazy. It's nuts. I remember w- looking at this one video she had on her Instagram when she was, like, I guess, creating the beat to um, Chun-Li and, like, mm-hmm. just hearing, like, different you never even think about the different type of weird sounds people be doing in the process right <laughs> yeah. i always felt like that raised that, that record had a crazy cadence just like like that that cadence yeah. is nuts on that record yeah and like her just like even just listening to it just creating the melody and then laying down mm-hmm. like the rhymes like that's like yeah. so much respect just yeah, going sure. into that yeah they put these artists be putting a lot into this man like you know, so when I hear a dope product like that, I, I have a different type of appreciation for it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't easy. No matter, you know what I'm saying, people got writers or whatever. Like, when that dope product is all that matters, you know what I'm saying? So salute to every artist that's that's putting out that dope product, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The game definitely needed. For sure. For sure. Especially from our women. Mm-hmm. And our next uh, topic, uh, there is this artist from Ohio, Yellow Pain. Mm-hmm. He dropped this uh, rap. Yes, sir. That educated us yeah. on the branches of government. Did you check it out? You I heard it? I checked it out. Yeah, I actually, you know, we actually follow each other. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, me and um, he, we, we linked a minute ago when the Trill Cosby clip was actually gone. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He reached out. He showed love and um, we talked about doing something together. But um, I'll be dumb. Yeah, like, when I seen it, I was like, yo, that's, that's <laughs> bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I checked it out and bro actually spitting on there, like, you know what I'm and saying? it's easy enough for everybody to still understand, but still yeah. like have a flow. It's and like, like some some stuff that because of how the times are now, like I could actually hear that being in the school system. <laughs> like them, yeah. I could actually hear them playing that joint in the class. You know <laughs> what I'm too. saying? It's, yeah, it's got information in it, but he's spitting like he he exactly. got a flow to it. He got his sound in it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I rock with that. Yeah, jump. you don't shout lose like anything of the context, nor like I feel who he is exactly. as an artist. So yeah, shout Super out to dope. Him. Yeah, shout out to Yellow Paint. So Jada guys, Pinkett actually posted that. Really? Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look. It's a couple people, but I noticed that. I noticed that because I'm. A, I know Hillary I'm a, Clinton's daughter had tweeted it out too. Mm, so he on his way. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Yellow Pain, man. So tell me, um, Lucid, what do you have or what do you see yourself um, doing? 2020, it's a new year, new decade. What you got going? It moves. Um, for me, it's just about like being like out here, getting getting it any way I can possible. Like I got an EP coming. Um, right around March this year. And, oh, so um, you working right now? Working, working. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been um, finalizing everything. Finalizing everything. The single is out. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna follow that up with the visual for it soon. I know. What is the fried rice? You don't have to give it away, but what are you thinking? Like just uh, just a little bit of they culture dipped in with ours and mixed <laughs> it in. You know what I'm saying? Like I always been a fan of you know the Asian culture. You know, I felt like we was always like cousins or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got the Chinese hood spots anime you know stuff like that and even basketball being a basketball fan you know china's Mm -hmm. really big on that so um i just i just look for that one to be like you know show a little bit of love and just be clean and and, and something that everybody can rock with and relate to fun yeah that's just that's just uh the the basis of it that i can give you but it'll be it'll be something cool everybody can rock with Okay, so guys, be looking out for that. And yeah. then, what else do you feel like you see yourself doing? Some shows? Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, definitely see myself hopping on some stages. You know what I'm saying? Giving that energy through a live performance. And I you've love. opened up for some major mm-hmm. players. Yeah, over the years, I didn't open up for uh, Rick Ross, mm-hmm. Ti, um, Joe Button, Odyssey. 
Um, just that's just off the top of the head. But what has that been like? That has probably given you even more experience with stage presence for yeah. opening up for such for huge sure. people like that. Yeah, I never, I never been the type really um, to to be a little. It's always nerves, but never yeah. really just like, you know, I always like I look forward to that opportunity just because the faces. I like the reactions. You know, I like to watch. I like to lock in with somebody who maybe wasn't paying attention or, you know, didn't really know who I was and see how they react to the music. I like to be clear. So I don't like, you know, performance tracks. I don't like to hear vocals in the song <laughs> while I'm performing. I like to be, you know, heard and talk and hear reactions. So. Um, that's like performing is like one of the best sides of it to me. So I definitely look forward to being on like across the country. I, I'm trying to perform any any and everywhere that I can and spread this wave out. You know what I'm saying? Get everybody on board with what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's like a major goal for me. Well, I know it's coming. And before you go, I want people to be able to follow you so that when you do hit those roads, mm-hmm. they'll come and see you. So let everybody know where they can find you on social media. On all social media, it's at Lucid Raps, all of them, same. L-E-W-S-I-D-R-A-P-S. My website is lucidraps.com. Um, tap in, like, on all my my platforms. I'm, I'm interactive, you know what I'm saying? I talk back, especially if you want to argue about basketball or something. But <laughs> Who's your yeah, team? Yeah, man, look. <laughs> Lakers, man. Okay. Lakers. All right, you can stay in L.A. Yeah, then, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was raised by a Lakers fan. I don't want to hear no hate. <laughs> East Coast VA dude, you know, you know what I'm saying? My my pops was a Lakers fan. But uh shout out to LeBron too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. But uh yeah, man, uh, Lucid raps everywhere. Um Lucid on all social media, L E W S I D. Um follow me. And he's out. streaming on all platforms. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Every one of them. Either. And go check out those videos because they're super dope. Yeah, check it all out. Let me know how y'all feel. Talk, I talk back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for being here with me. Nah, it was a pleasure. Guys, it's your host, Raylan T. You can find me everywhere on Instagram and Twitter at Raylan Taryn. And I will see you guys next Sunday. Make sure to follow all things Black Hollywood Live at BHL Online. Bye. Yeah, yeah. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.